Hi, I'm Julie Kerr, and welcome to the Geek Loves Punk podcast. I wrote and directed the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk, and the movie touches on subjects including geek culture, LGBTQ plus culture, and positive expressions of religion and spirituality. Uh, the podcast dives into these subjects with humor and thoughtfulness, so the romantic comedy inspires this awesome podcast. So please enjoy this episode. Also, um, just going to plug my website. It's juliekerrstudios.com. If you uh, check out my website, my friends say it looks really cool and professional, and my mom was impressed. So if you check out my website, uh, you can actually, um, that's where you can watch the movie that I made. Uh, You can also join, I I would love for you to join my email list. If you join my email list, um, you can get discounts on my movie and and, and other stuff. And you also... um, Oh, you immediately get access to a video and PDF and a series of videos that help you uh, learn how to cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into your life every day. So well, f- without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. This is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Funk. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about something called Scary Cow Productions. Um, so uh, I had a friend, a high school buddy named Joey. Uh, he asked me how I was able to make movies. And I had to, I have to give a huge shout out to something called Scary Cow Productions, the film incubator. So, um, and I'm going to talk about how that works because... Um, Yes, I totally get how me, like a regular person who essentially didn't have a lot of money, and in fact, I was making maybe a couple of dollars over minimum wage when I made um, when I made my romantic comedy. So how was I able to do that? <laughs> well, in a nutshell, there's this great, great thing called Scary Cow Productions. So it's sort of like Scary Cow is in San Francisco. It's kind of like a... Um, a co-op, basically, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you how it works. Uh, basically, there's about 200 members. Right now, it's paused because of COVID-19, but before COVID-19, um, there's about 200 members. Everybody pays uh, 50 bucks a month for uh, for Scary Cow to exist, and basically, that money is used to manage Scary Cow. Excuse me. Um, But also there's like, um, I'll get into uh, why that's quite the bargain. (laughs) I'm going to explain to you, listen, I highly respect that 50 bucks is a little, is a, is a chunk of change. You know what I mean? So I totally, totally get that. And at the time I was like debating, hey, do I want to take on another bill, which the 50 bucks a month. But I want to explain now that I've been filmmaking for years and years, I've been filmmaking for a very long time now. Um, I can tell you that 50 bucks a month to, to make movies is quite a bargain. I mean, and ha- having said that, if you're just getting started, right? So if you've never done it before, then, then Scary Cow is quite the opportunity. But okay, so before I get into that, um, I do want to talk, it's a really great story how um, Scary Cow uh, there's basically a bunch of posters saying this would have been like probably 10 years ago, but there's a bunch of posters saying make movies now. And I love that. And they were just saying make movies now. And I wasn't in film school and I wanted to make movies. So and I went to college um, and I was an English major, but I went to college at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. And they did have you could have chose film as a major, but 
Uh, VCU is like a really big top art school. Like it's a huge art school. Um, So I knew like freshman year of college, um, you would see because it was like it's a huge art school, you would see the art students. So the first year you were learning like not the basics, but you're sort of learning like intro to like art in general. So if you're a film major, you'd have to do your first year is basically all the intro art classes, which is cool. Um, but I just know like VCU was pretty like, I hate to say the word, but it was pretty hardcore, like as far as its arts program, because it, it is considered to have some of the best art programs, I think in Virginia. And so I remember seeing some of the freshman 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 year students like not like freaking out but like really stressing out over all their art exams and all the art stuff they had to do and they're freaking out because it, it was just like it was such a competitive like hardcore like program. So the reason I didn't become a film major is at my school was because like I don't know if I would have at the time would have survived like all, all the intenseness of the art program when I just wanted to make movies. <laughs> and one of the biggest assignments there was creating these giant shoes. Like I remember that was, you would see like basically out of cardboard or whatever. And I forget, I forget what the purpose of that was, but you'd see art students walking around with giant cardboard shoes. And like, I'm sure I w- I'm not, I'm not super crafty and I know I could learn how to be crafty and anybody can learn anything essentially. But I knew at the time I was like, Oh, I don't want to like get a bad grade because I can't make these giant shoes when I just want to make movies. So I, I, I didn't sign up to be in film school or be a film major in college. I actually at first was a mass communications major where you, it was basically just journalism because I knew I was good at writing and I could get a job doing that. But then something in my heart and soul told me to change. So I changed to an English major and I was in heaven as an English major as far as the classes. Like I learned so much about storytelling. So it it, it was super amazing. Um, But anyway, so uh, what's my point? Oh, my point is I never went to film school uh, and and I, I still believe I made the right decision. But I so I, I moved out to San Francisco because rather than L.A., um, it's funny, this came up on Facebook, but um, I wasn't ready to go to L.A. I could have moved to L.A., but I wasn't ready. And um, the reason I moved to San Francisco was because uh, I wasn't I'm, you know, LGBTQ, I'm gay. And I was in college and I was in this support group for LGBTQ youth or, you know, people in college and I, they had a, a lot of LGBTQ mentors, like lesbians, gay guys, transgendered folks, and it was cool, <laughs> you know. But it, it, uh, once I got to know our mentors, it came to pass or whatever. I don't know why I said that phrase. But some of the mentors had at some point in their life lived in San Francisco because this is like – a very iconic, one of the most gay-friendly places in the world, like literally. And so, and so, I, and that was kind of like a cliche that you hear sometimes, uh, you know, like, oh, San Francisco, it's a bunch of gay people. Um, I mean, yeah. 
And so when I met, anyway, so what I want to say is, you know, it just so happened to that a lot of the mentors at in Richmond, Virginia, uh, a lot of the mentors had at one point in time lived in San Francisco for at least a couple of years. And and then some of the mentors had not. And I just noticed almost on a spiritual level and and I was in college from 2001 to 2005. But I just noticed on a spiritual level that the mentors who had lived in San Francisco for at least a year or two versus the ones who didn't, the ones who had lived in San Francisco seemed a lot more at peace with who they were as lesbian, queer, transgender people, you know, however they identified. Um, they just seemed a lot more at peace um and and once I moved to the Bay Area like I like I mean after a month or two I totally got it like for all intents and purposes I mean this place isn't perfect the Bay Area but uh for all intents and purposes there just really isn't homophobia out here and then if I encounter homophobia I'm like what that's weird (laughs) it's weird out here Um, I do got to say San Francisco or Oakland, like these are great places, but if you drive 20 minutes outside of San Francisco, you're back in a suburb, which, which means you can encounter, encounter a a little more homophobia than you would in San Francisco or Oakland. But, but yeah, so, but, um, I could have moved to LA to do the filmmaking thing, but my heart and soul told me like, there's a lot of soul searching and spiritual stuff I had to do. And I knew San Francisco was a better place to do that. Like, to me, um, I'm the same age as Britney Spears, (laughs) and I've always felt empathy for Britney Spears because, like, me and her are the same age, and granted, I don't look like her, and I'm kind of a tomboy, but when I think about it, when she got her first big hit, she was, like, 17 years old, and to be that famous at 17... And, you know, and I I don't want to judge, but it did seem like her parents did. (laughs) It seems like her parents made some decisions that were not awesome. I don't if I had a teenage daughter, I don't know if I do some of the things her parents did. But I've always felt empathy for her. Um, And um, to be a product, you know what I mean? At 17, that's excuse my language, that's got to fuck with your head a little bit, because it's like, you're, you know, yeah, how do you even, like, decipher that, so anyway, um, so I, it, so I was like, LA seemed like the kind of place where you can really easily lose, lose yourself, and no judgment, and San Francisco, to me, felt like more of a place where I could find myself, and figure myself out, so yeah, I live, so I lived in, I moved to San Francisco, And yeah, I just, I met like all, and I grew up religious. So almost all the churches, synagogues out here are affirming. What that means is they don't believe homosexuality is a sin. And it's just like, that's kind of amazing. So you have tons of like, for me, it's amazing for me. I have tons of different like church options uh, if I wanted to go. Oh, actually I do go to church, but, but it's just, it's just, people aren't homophobic out here it's just it's just really cool <laughs> so so yeah so anyway yeah I, I I decided to be in San Francisco and this is where I've gotten my film school education like I I've learned a lot okay 
And here is where I encountered something called Scary Cow Productions. That was a little uh, long-winded. <laughs> I hope that was interesting. Okay. So here's how Scary Cow... And, and, uh, so here's the story I want to tell about Scary Cow. So there's all these posters everywhere. They said, make movies now, which is great. So the idea behind it is, you know, we have our day jobs, but hey, we can make movies on the weekends or weeknights. So, like, let's do this. Let's make movies. So um, I uh, so I went to the first Scary Cow, like, um, uh, party, and it was, like, the intro party for Scary Cow. And, uh, and it's, it's a filmmaking co-op basically. So, so Jagger's there and it's really cute because recently Jagger said that he tried to invite George Lucas <laughs> to Scary Cow, which is so funny because like, and George Lucas is a busy guy <laughs> and Jagger doesn't know George Lucas. So, but Jagger actually wrote a letter to George Lucas. It's like, want to come to our indie co-op film party <laughs> and then apparently um jagger on facebook showed the letter where uh i mean kudos to george lucas because like his team i guess his team did respond and were like thanks so much for the invite but can't make it <laughs> george lucas is busy but props to jagger for trying like right on dude Go, that was great. It's great that he invited George Lucas. Okay. So at the party, Jagger explains how it works. Basically, everyone pays 50 bucks a month. And that that pays for Scary Cow to exist. And then we make movies. And actually, what I'll do on my YouTube channel, I forgot to do this, is, is basically there's this great um, intro to Scary Cow that really, it's, it has a cool song. It really sums up what Scary Cow is. Okay, and that was a lot of buildup. So here's the thing I want to say too. I remember at the time I made like a couple of dollars over minimum wage and like I think I was a caregiver for uh, a guy with Parkinson's disease, bless his heart. And, um, and, uh, so I was like, you know, I could afford it. Don't get me wrong. I could afford like, you know, 50 bucks a month. But I was like, do I want to take on another bill, right? Because because 50 bucks is kind of, it's it's a little bit of a chunk of change. You know what I mean? It's not like $10 a month or, you know what I mean? Like it's it's um, it's kind of the perfect amount to me. So, um, <clears throat> so I remember it was me and this other woman who was really sweet and her, her boyfriend was there. And this woman, she was in her 40s and her boyfriend was in her 40s. And I was in my 20s at the time. And me and the woman were like, oh, should we do this? I mean, it's $50. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? And it's kind of silly because we could totally afford it. But still, we were kind of being, you know, we're we're checking the, we're balancing our checkbooks in our head and la, la, la. Well, her boyfriend was like, really great guy. Great guy. He's like, I'll tell you what, if you guys sign up tonight, I'll pay for your first, I'll pay for half of your first month. And I was like, whoa. I was like, what? <laughs> what a great guy. I was like, seriously? He's like, yes. Uh, man, what a great guy. So what that means is he paid for $25 
of my first month of Scary Cow, and all I had to pay was 25 bucks. And he did that for me. And by the way, I was a stranger. He just met me that night. And he did it for his girlfriend, where he, he's, he forked up $25 for her, and then she put in 25 bucks. And we both signed up that night. And um, that's, like, just such a great, awesome story, kindness of a stranger encouraging me to, like, follow my dreams, like, to, to go for it, to make movies. So that that's just a really cool, sweet story, you know what I mean? And then, uh, okay, what else? Um... Oh, right. Uh, oh, right, right. So, so I joined Scary Cow, and uh, I already made a, a, a I already made a video about this. But the the the, the biggest thing I want to say to anyone out there who's thinking about making movies, like, please, 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 don't let the technical side of it scare you. Because, like, I know, like, when I first got into filmmaking, like, seeing these expensive cameras and these lights and these um editing software and color correction software and blah 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 <laughs> but seeing like a, a, a dude I'm totally seeing like a mic and a boom pole and um seeing like a sound mixer I, I would just look at it and be kind of intimidated but like it's so no there's no reason to be intimidated by the technical side of filmmaking it's so not a big deal I cannot emphasize that em enough and there's this great show called Portlandia, and they have this this sketch where they're they're actually talking about these two hikers, and they're really enthusiastic about hiking. So one of their sketches, they're like, "Get the gear! We gotta get the gear! We're gonna need that gear!" And they're they're collecting all their hiking gear. Um, but I, and I get like jokingly, there's filmmakers who are like that, except with filmmaking gear, they're going like, we're going to need the gear, get that gear, we're going to need the gear. And we're, they're talking cameras, lights, uh, cords, uh, tape, etc. We're going to need the gear. Uh, so maybe there's some people, people who like to brag about their filmmaking gear and Hey, good for them. <laughs> but if you're new to filmmaking and, and you know, nothing, uh, that's totally fine. You 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 learn by doing, and don't don't be scared of the equipment. Be careful with the equipment because it can be expensive. Uh, as far as equipment goes, like one time my cinematographer, who she's really she has a day job, but she's really worked her way up to like she really is one of the best cinematographers in San Francisco. As far as like indie, she's in high demand, like very high demand in San Francisco as far as being an independent cinematographer and so but anyway she had this uh she had this uh tripod and it's a tripod that costs like I'm not trying to brag on her but it was a tripod but she had worked her way up so her tripod costs like uh 500 to a thousand dollars and I know you guys are like what for a tripod <laughs> my tripod was twenty dollars at Best Buy but okay but her tri but hers is like a professional tripod. The tripod is the thing you put the camera on. Um, so she's like, hey, yeah. She's like, here, you can borrow, borrow my tripod. And me and my friend, we were making some short films. And I got to tell you, we are awesome, but we could not figure out this $1,000 tripod. <laughs> we were like, what? How does it? Huh? <laughs> we could not figure it out. So we were like, I was like, okay, I give up. And we didn't want to break it because, like, the other thing is if you don't know how to use the gear, you can actually break it. And you don't want to break a really expensive 
filmmaking gear because that's it's not cool it's not respectful you got to pay for it so but anyway so but if you don't know how to use all this fancy gear that's like fine not a big deal you're just you're just gonna learn by doing and like I would say like every once in a while like you'll you might bump it into somebody who's a little bit pretentious and they might be like oh you don't know how to use this gear and it's like those people are silly they're silly 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 and <laughs> don't worry about it like, don't worry about those kind of people. I like to tell people filmmaking, not a big deal. It's so not a big deal. Um, yes, there's a lot of gear. The gear can be expensive, but you'll learn how to use that gear. And you got to work, like, even with tripods. Like, I'm not ready to work with a $1,000 tripod. <laughs> uh, I'll stick to my $20 tripod. Even before I had a tripod, I had a monopod. Basically, it's a pod. It's, it's like it's like one stick. You just kind of carry it around. I even worked up. I had to work up to my twenty dollar. <laughs> the monopod was like seven dollars. But anyway, okay. But then my friends were like, "Julie, come on, you need like a tripod." I was like, because I would lean the monopod against like something, and I was like, "Hey, this works." So like, Julie, get a tripod. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> the point is like the gear is not necessarily a big deal. Okay. So, but here's, so let's, let's segue back to Scary Cow Productions, and I hope I've inspired you to make a movie. Okay, Scary Cow Productions, the film incubator. Okay, so, yeah, I was basically able to make a romantic comedy, a 90-minute romantic comedy through Scary Cow Productions. So, I'm going to use my uh, blog on my website uh, as a little cheat sheet here, but here we go. So, Scary Cow Productions is an organization in San Francisco it serves as a place for people uh, to get together to help each other make films. Here's how Scary Cow works. Scary Cow is an organization with 200 members. Each member pays 50 bucks a month in order to help Scary Cow exist. The 200 members have varying degrees of filmmaking experience and expertise. It's beginners to experts. Scary Cow has pitch meetings a few times a year where the members gather to hear pitches from producers. Producers are Scary Cow members who have made a movie who have a movie idea for a short film. Any member of Scary Cow can be a producer. You just have to have a movie idea. In Scary Cow, anyone can be anything they want. In regards to filmmaking, it's pretty cool. Okay, so the producers pitch their short film ideas in front of all the other members at the peach, pitch, <laughs> I'm so tired, pitch meetings. Once all the produ producers are done pitching their movie ideas, and these are short films, by the way, they go to different areas around the room. So you pitch the idea in front of 200 members. So the members, like whatever movie ideas they want to work on, they go up to the producers and they tell them, hey, I really liked your movie idea. I want to help you make it. And they, here's how I can help you, right, um, in, in whatever capacity. Uh, then the producers have a crew, and that's a really big deal. So now you have a crew where it's either deferred payment or you have a volunteer crew to help you make short films. Now, obviously, if you have the money to pay people, you should pay them. But if you don't, and most, I mean, I didn't, you know, I did deferred payment um, because I just, I didn't have it. And, and, and everyone could see I didn't have it. <laughs> I made like a couple of dollars over minimum wage when I made my movie. So, okay. The final part of Scary Cow that's really great is they have screenings at the Castro Theater. Um, the Castro Theater is a theater that costs thousands of dollars to rent for a day. And, and by the way, the Castro Theater is like, it's very prestigious. I've seen famous people there, like as far as famous people showing their movies. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a very, it's pretty, like I totally get why they charge a lot. 
Last time I checked, as far as screening at the Castro Theater, they quoted me at $6,000. <laughs> that was a few years ago. It's probably gone up by then. $6,000 for a day. Um, if you join Scary Kyle for 50 bucks a month and you make a short film, your, for- your film will play at the Castro Theater. Look, your film doesn't even have to be good. And by all means, it can be good. But when you're just starting, like, it's okay to make, quote unquote, bad films. Because you're you're learning, you know what I mean. But um, but listen, hands down, if you're a member and you make a short film, it will play at Castro Theater. That's quite the bargain, right? For fifty bucks a month, you know what I mean, as opposed to thousands of dollars <laughs> if you wanted to rent out the Castro Theater on your own. So the members of Scary Cow, they watch the films and then they vote on which films they like best. And based on the votes, the top three winners all win cash prizes. And the winners can use the cash prizes to make more Scary Cow films. So the, the cash prizes go up to about, I think they go up to $1,000 to $2,000 at least last time I checked. So that's, I mean, that's not too shabby. You know what I'm saying? So, so I made Geekless Punk the short film through Scary Cow. I pitched it at a meeting. Really amazing people offered to help me with the short film. Uh, it showed at the Victoria Theater, which is a theater in San Francisco. Back then, it was at the Victoria Theater. Um, people voted on it, right? So a group of people voted on my movie, movie and it won uh, $1,500. So I used the $1,500 to make Geekless Punk the feature film, and that was the production budget. Um, the post-production budget... Well, that's another <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> Collectively, it costs a little bit more than that, but um, that's that. Um, so, Scary Cow is awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, Scary Cow Productions is paused at the moment due to COVID nineteen. Uh, once COVID nineteen is over and there's a vaccine, you should totally start a Scary Cow. You, you know, start a filmmaking co op um in in your town or city or wherever you live. And the last thing I want to say is like. For me, when I didn't know anything about uh, filmmaking, like at all, I used I was afraid, like 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 the first party I ever went to, the first scary cow party. I think what me and the woman were debating, we were kind of afraid that it might be like like a ripoff, and we just didn't know any better because um, getting a deferred payment crew or getting a crew for free for essentially like fifty bucks a month, um, that's a bargain. A bargain you know what I mean once you do the math um also uh why oh the other thing that Jagger said and I totally get it before he started Scary Cow Jagger said that um he he tried to get friends together on the weekends to make movies he's like come on let's do it let's make movies and people would totally flake and um which kind of makes sense because honestly filmmaking is a lot of work but yeah people would just totally flake and he the reason why like if you're paying that 50 bucks a month like if it like it's a perfect amount like if it was ten dollars fifteen dollars you don't feel that as much but you feel 50 bucks it's it you know what i mean there's a little more weight to it so if you're feeling that money coming out of your account every month you um it it really motivates you to actually get out there and make films it, and so with scary cow everybody wants to work everyone wants to be gun ho and do it like everybody like let's do this let's make some movies 
um, which is really just exciting and cool and awesome because it is fun making movies. Well, ish. <laughs> it is fun, but it's also a lot of work. Um, so actually, like, if you don't know a lot about filmmaking, you could think $50 is a ripoff. But if you know a lot about filmmaking, actually, $50 is, to make movies is quite a bargain um, because it can be such an expensive medium. So actually, it's it's quite the bargain that, that it's only 50 bucks a month. Um, and having said that, I haven't been a member of Scary Cow for a while just because I've been right now I'm working I'm focusing on just marketing my romantic comedy but like would I join again I would definitely join Scary Cow again like hands down for sure um uh but right now Scary Cow is paused because of COVID-19 um yeah so I it's a great organization um I've met a lot of great people through Scary Cow but like straight up like you know, I don't want to seem, I, I believe in, in showing people behind the curtain. So it's like, I, I don't want to look like I'm, I'm magic. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> the other thing is while I was writing my screenplay for my movie, um, I was like, you know, on Facebook, I was like, oh, I wrote 50 pages of my script or, oh, I wrote 70 pages of my script. I was, I was basically talking about my process of writing and stuff like that. Um, and so once people saw like, Hey, like uh, my friends who are really great people and most of them were through scary cow, but a lot of them were like, Hey, she's actually doing it. She's actually going to make a movie like a feature film. Um, people were like super supportive as far as like letting me borrow a camera, a really expensive camera, a camera I wouldn't have been able to afford at the camera we use basically my friend who works in tech, which pays really well. And he's, he was also in his uh, mid mid to late 40s just a really great guy he let me borrow this camera which at the time was worth thousands of dollars so they let me borrow this really great camera uh my friend let me borrow like a sound mixer uh they, and, he, and he let me borrow his sound gear like a uh, a boom pole a uh a pointy i'm so sorry i should know these words like a pointy microphone the microphone that goes on top of the boom pole I think it's called a boom mic. Sound people, I'm so sorry. You're probably rolling your eyes right now. <laughs> okay, but anyway, the boom pole and then there's like a boom mic. Like they let me borrow all that gear. And there's also this snake. It's called a snake mic. And I actually did use the snake mic on one of the on one of the one of the scenes. It's it, anyway, it, yeah. So, but the point is that I was able to people like really rallied and let me borrow gear and and lights uh the same guy who let me borrow the camera they let me borrow the lights they were called mole richardson's yeah mole two mole richardson lights so um yeah people just rallied and helped me out a lot and and a lot of them were scary cow people so i do want to give props to scary cow it's a great organization and it's a big reason why i was able to make a romantic comedy so if your city doesn't have a scary cow you should totally start one um making movies is a lot of work but it's like if it's your calling in life and it's definitely my calling in life then it's totally 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 worth it um okay so uh, yeah like so here's here's what i said 
uh, Scary Cow Productions is paused at the moment due to COVID-19. Once COVID-19 is over and there is a vaccine, if you don't have a Scary Cow in your city, town, area, then start one. Call it whatever you want, but get a group of awesome people together and make movies. It's a lot of work and it's totally worth it. If you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, join Scary Cow and start making movies. It's totally worth it. Um... Uh, so yeah, you can, if you want to check out my romantic comedy, you can totally check it out, uh, on my website. And also if you join my email list, you'll get discounts and I can give you a discounted price to watch my movie, but I'm, I'm so not charging a lot (laughs) for you to watch my movie. Okay. So here's a couple of quotes. And also if you go to my website, you can check out like, you know, the link to Scary Cow if you want to learn more about it. All right. So here's some quotes. Uh, Scary Cow Productions is a really great way to make movies. I highly recommend it. And that is me, Julie Kerr. I am quoting myself. Uh, The next one I'm saying, be brave, make movies, be scary. And that is Scary Cow Productions. Um, And apparently there's a Robert Robert Rodriguez quote where he says to be scary. And that's where um, the logo came from. (laughs) I think Jagger sometimes wavers as as to the the name of of scary cow but i actually really like it um because it it basically it's like don't take filmmaking too seriously in my opinion you you can't take it too seriously as a micro budget filmmaker because you just you can't afford i don't know you just can't you gotta roll the punches as a micro budget filmmaker and okay here i'm quoting myself um making movies is tough hard and frustration fresh blah Making movies is tough, hard, and frustrating. Also, it's fun, elating, and inspiring. Make movies if you dare. (laughs) You'll never be the same. It's worth it. Like, if you feel a stirring in your heart and soul, then then it is worth it. I just, I'd like to warn people it's so much work. Okay. All right, well... Yeah, so totally you should join Scary Cow Productions, the film incubator, once once COVID-19, once we have a vaccine. Uh, if you want to start making movies today, you can start making movies today, like with your family and all that. So as in, those are your actors. <laughs> this is great. Everyone's stuck inside. So uh, your apartment or house is your location. Okay. Uh, but it's getting more and more affordable on how to make movies, so it's definitely doable. So anyway, if you want to make movies, you should make movies today. Definitely go for it. And check out Scary Cop Productions. It's a really, really, really amazing organization. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a really great day. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Now, uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify or any of the things, I'm on a lot of platforms as far as podcasting goes or Anchor. Hey, props to Anchor. Uh, I'm doing this all through Anchor, a really great uh, app, um, uh, podcast app. Uh, But anyway, um, if you could subscribe or like or rate this episode or download it, uh, follow all of the things. If you like this episode, uh, go for it. Uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and um, oh plug my movie. I, I wrote a really great romantic comedy, uh, Geek Loves Punk, about a geek who falls for a rock and roll punk. So uh, totally check out my romantic comedy. It's at my website, uh, juliekerrstudios.com, uh, and you can watch it there. Um, and then also, uh, again, plugging my email list. If you could join my email list, that would be super awesome. If you join my email list, you get discounts on uh, my movie, on the personal development course I have. 
And also, uh, if you join my email list, you immediately get access to uh, the five daily habits I do to cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into my life every day. I grew up in an abusive home. It totally sucked. <laughs> but I'm 38 years old. I've just I've studied personal development my entire life. So I've been I, I write I give you the five daily habits that I do every day that just help me feel good and happy every day, even when I have crappy days. All right, so totally join my email list. That's at my website at www.juliecurrstudios.com. That's K-E-R-R. Thank you so much for listening and go forth and be awesome because you, my friend, are awesome. Thank you. Bye.